Welcome to the Emergence Playbook. Uh, I'm Brian Jacobs with Emergence Capital, and I'm pleased today to have Renee Lassert, the founder and CEO of Bill.com. Renee, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what Bill.com does? Sure, Brian. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Bill.com, we make it simple for businesses to connect and do business. What that means is we automate the payables, we automate the receivables. In the end, we end up moving over $40 billion a year for millions of you know, entities that need to pay and get paid. So that's at the core of what we do is money movement and payables automation, receivables automation for businesses. And uh, what kind of customers do you have? So one of the things that I'm most proud of at Bill.com is we kind of run the gamut. So 20% of our customers are less than $100,000 in revenue. Uh, and then we have 40% of our customers are more than a million dollars in revenue. If you look at U.S. Census data, normally that split would be 20% less than 100, but then only 20% more than a million. So we maybe skew a little bit larger. Um, but when you think about you know our sweet spot customer, it's anywhere in the couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue up to 50 million in revenue. Fantastic. Now this is not your first startup. What did you do before founding Bill.com? So before Bill.com and the genesis for this idea came uh, from the day-to-day -day operations of the first company, which was PayCycle. So PayCycle did online payroll for small businesses. We targeted businesses with less than 20 employees. We grew to about 100,000 businesses and sold that to Intuit in 2009. I started Bill.com in 2006 though. And so I left the day-to-day -day of PayCycle in 2006 because this idea had been just percolating for too many years after experiencing the pain of the back office and figuring out how to pay somebody as late as possible and how to collect somebody as soon as possible. So one of the things that I always learned from dad was cash is king. And when I started my first business, he'd had four or five businesses in his life, depending on how you count. <laughs> uh, and, and so knowing that cash is king, when I was trying to do that for myself, I found that there wasn't anything there, which is why I got back to the, the mission of how do you make it simple for businesses to connect and do business? Because that's what we want to do. And that back office is really hard and complex and we make it simple. Fantastic. So tell me what was different the second time around? There's a lot of things that are different the second time around. I think, you know, you always um, probably second guess yourself a little bit, but you do a lot less of that the second time around. But I think the main thing for me that changed, and this in part changed because when I left the day to day of PayCycle, I ended up um, staying on the board of PayCycle and was an active board member and spent a lot of time with the management team. And so ended up learning what it meant to wear that fiduciary hat that is a board member. When you think about the entity that is a company, almost like, you know, oddly enough, a person, like it, it is its own thing that you're trying to make sure survives and thrives. And when you think about it from that perspective, not as a manager or not as a shareholder, you actually have a much different perspective of how the company should do things. And learning what that hat was with PayCycle, you know, when I got to Bill.com, it's allowed me, I think, to kind of stay more in front of where we need to get to with the company. And so that's, you know, if there's ever advice I'm asked uh, to give to entrepreneurs is find something that you care about where you can go be a board member. When you think about that uniquely different than your own personal satisfaction or your, or your own personal problems, but you're trying to make that thing survive and grow. Interesting. Now, I've, I've always been impressed at how well you've uh, hired a, a broad and capable team. Tell me some of the tips that you've learned about hiring. You know, it's, uh, I've had lots of hiring training over the years. And one of the things that um, people that come in and train you will say uh, isn't true, which I disagree with, is, is gut. Uh, and so I think for people that don't have a good gut feeling for others, 
I would agree that, you know, don't use your gut. But if you have a gut, and I can tell you, all the hires that have ended up being amazing hires, I got a, I got butterflies when I was talking to them. I got so excited, like, oh my God, it'd be so fun to work with this person. And so I'm lucky that I have that. Uh, but that is one of the tips and tricks for me is like, I pay attention to what's going on with that gut feeling, literally. Uh, I'd say that the other key thing is focusing on, on uh, kind of the value set to make sure it matches with the company's value set. And so getting at that is not always easy. You can't say, so what are your values and what are our values? It's, and it's true with any resume. I, you know, I ask people a question oftentimes, which is, tell me how you got here. And I don't want you to be me a resume. I want you to tell me the three, the four people or events in your life that changed your career path. So if you end up being an engineer, why? What got you excited about that? Was there a science teacher? Was it your dad? Or was it your mom? Was it that you just always were geeking out? Like, what was it, right? But tell me about that. So you look for the, the kind of the foundation of the experience versus the fact, the results of the experience. Uh, and so I think that combination of kind of understanding the values as well as tell me more about why that was, if somebody's talking about some success they had, well, why was that a success? What did you do that, what was the impact that you had on that versus just tell me the numbers? Because, you know, we've all been in the right place at the right time and participated in numbers that weren't necessarily our result. And that's one of the things it's hard in a resume to sort through. And so if you ask those questions, usually you find out, did they actually contribute to it or were they just there for the ride? And when you're hiring a, a new um, key position in your firm, you don't create a job spec. You create a, re a report card. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we, uh, there's a book called Who. I can't remember the author right now, but it goes through uh, one of the many things in a job description is that it actually does not tell you what the results need to be. And so if you put together a scorecard that actually lists, um, you know, within three months, within six months, within a year, this is what you will have accomplished. It makes first it requires the manager to really assess what they want this job to do. It requires the boss, you know, the ultimate people that are approving this to assess, will we be happy if this is what gets done? Uh, and then it requires the person who's interviewing to assess whether they can perform against that. And so sometimes you have people drop out because they're like, that does not look like anything I can do or anything I'd be interested in doing. And sometimes, you know, you have much more interesting conversations because people are like, I have, a, I have an idea of what you want and now I know what I can go do. And so that's been something we've implemented over the last, you know, three years. Uh, we weren't doing that before, but once I read that book, it just felt right. And I would say that as we've done our hiring over the last few years, I feel like we get better and better at it because we're getting tighter and tighter about what results are we asking somebody to do before they even come here. Uh, and understanding that is actually uh, one of the harder things in growing businesses. What is it that you want? So. That's great. Now you've been able to leverage the growth of Bill.com through partnering with large banks. Tell us uh, what you've learned about partnering with very large companies. It's interesting. At PayCycle, we had some successful partnerships and uh, it was important uh, to have gray hair or less hair. One of the two <laughs> indicating experience is an important fact. And so, so I think, you know, one of the things we've learned is that We've been fortunate that we've been able to do lots of different partnerships and we take the learning and, you know, you, I think every culture wants to be a learning culture. And so when you take that learning and you're able to say to the next partner, this is what we learned over here, you know, let's see if that applies to your experience. Oftentimes we're able to then pull in, we're also fortunate because we have a direct uh, business where we can pull in customer data from our customers saying, 
you know, Bank X, we have a thousand customers that are at Bank X. Why don't you go talk to them? Marry that with the experience we're telling you that other banks are getting. And so that generally kickstarts the enthusiasm uh, for the partnership. I think the other thing that's been unique for us is we ask banks or partners to put their money where their mouth is. So we don't go in and say, we'll do everything for free. We go in and say, we want you to commit revenue to us. And you know, every time we've done that, it's always proven successful because banks are more serious. And we've had banks tell us that. Like we really didn't want to commit minimums, but the fact that we had to, it made sure that we made this decision and then we were committed to it. And so you were right to have done it. And so that's just one of those learnings because it's easy when you're a startup to say, let's just take that deal and we'll do it all for free. And the bank doesn't have to require because that distribution is so massive. It's going to be great, right? And then it isn't. And you know, you know I mean, I've had plenty of deals where uh, I did some freebies and they didn't work out. So you learned that the hard way. <laughs> um, so you and I have talked a lot about the values of Bill.com and, um, and uh, Bill.com shares a value with Emergence Capital. We both believe in, in fitness and health. Yes. And I'm wondering if you could just comment about how that plays a role at Bill.com. You know, I think one of the things that's uh, and that you know I've enjoyed about our partnership is that our conversations always are broad, right? And there's always some part of the personal side. And I think it was probably three years ago when you suggested this book, uh, Younger Next Year, just in passing one of our conversations. And so I read that book, and and what that book really talked about was the value of daily exercise and how that could not only make you live longer, but could actually make you more productive today in what you do. And so I tested it out and I found actually on the Frisbee field, this is how I decided it was proof positive. I found on the Frisbee field that my ability to, I play ultimate Frisbee, my ability to catch got better within six weeks, uh, which was just interesting, right? I mean, clearly I had more stamina because I was running more, but my fingers actually got more like glue. And I'm like, so that kind of proved the point to me that there was a positive impact. And so as a cultural and as a value, you know, at the company, you know, I do play Frisbee every Tuesday. Everybody sees me walking around in cleats on Tuesday. Everybody knows I run. Like I try to schedule my flights so that I don't have to miss a run. Um, and so I think leading by example is important. We have showers so people can actually do that. We don't mandate it. We don't, you know, say everybody has to do it, but we want to support it. And then from a health conscious perspective, we have healthy snacks for folks. So uh, we have the, you know, I was asked recently, what's the most unusual perk that you have? And I'm fortunate enough that Joyce started making homemade granola at home. I brought it in someday. Somebody tried it. And they're like, oh, my God, I love it. So now we have homemade granola for 200 people that Joyce makes every week. And it's completely healthy. There's, you know, the only sweetener in it is maple syrup. And there's no fat. And it's just oats and nuts and raisins and maple syrup. And it's and cinnamon and other spices, right? But it's just great to have that. And people love it, right? So what we try to do is just really support people making the best choices, but we don't, you can't mandate people to be healthy, right? Just have to have the choices available. But I would observe that others in the, in the firm yeah. are emulating some of your behavior. And, yeah. and I'm wondering if you notice any impact on uh, performance or, or the culture in the company. Uh, I, I do. Um, you know, that for some people, some people mix up the exercise with meditation, which I think is great. And for me, my running is somewhat meditative. Um, and so for the people that the more, uh, the more conscious people are about that, and I, you don't know if it's causation or correlation, but the more conscious they are, 
the more productive they seem to be. They make the right choices. They get more out of their day. They tend to do more. And I can say, and I think when I think about my performance and how I've been trying to grow and to learn, the, the energy level has changed since I went to daily exercise. And I think my ability to solve harder problems actually has increased. Uh, and I don't know if it's causation or correlation. I think the book would say it's causation and I'm willing to believe it. So I'm gonna keep on doing it. <laughs> and I see it and I do see it in others and, and people do like, I mean, the culture, people do value it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to look forward to trying some of Joyce's granola yeah, on my yeah, next visit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Renee, thank you so much for uh, joining uh, the Emergence Playbook. Um, I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, thank you. It's always great to get to talk with you. And, and uh, if, for what it's worth, uh, the partnership that we've had has meant a lot to me and has meant a huge difference in Dolacom success. So thank you. Well, we've really enjoyed being part of it and, uh, and uh, really respect your leadership of the company. Thank you. Thank you.